0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, I'm Fox with the Weekly Flim Flam, or uh, the, the would-be Weekly Flim Flam.
1: Well, um, sometimes.
0: <laughs> and uh, as always, I'm joined by Kalen here. Uh, hey, what's up? So, um, uh, yeah, as I was mentioning, it's uh, been a little bit less than weekly. Um, I think, are we, are we going to get in trouble for calling it
1: something that it's not? I kind of want to just call it the Flim Flam now. <laughs> the bi-weekly Flim Flam? Well, just the whenever Flim Flam. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, you know why
0: that that almost makes more sense because um, I don't know it 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 the weekly flim flam we have kind of a, it gives it more of a rigorous kind of feel when really it's just kind of a loosey goosey, gonna talk about whatever kind of thing. So I I think it would fit the memo, fit the bill a little bit better if it were just the the normal flim flam and that wouldn't.
1: Uh, we're not gonna call it the normal flim flam.
0: No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The simple flim-flam. Yeah. (laughs) It'll just be the flim-flam. Yeah, I think that's And then it's not going to feel
1: like a a ton of pressure either because uh, we've been monster busy. Yeah, we've got lives to live and this is not our full-time job. So, like, um, yeah, I mean, work, like, the the type of work I, I do in the industry I'm in, springtime is the busiest time and it's ridiculously busy right now. So I've just been, I've been staying extra hours at work and, and, and mulling over work and, you know, like some weekends I'll, I'll check my, I won't check my phone all weekend for emails and then I'll go back into work and I'll have 260 unread emails. So it's, it's just, it's a lot. And I, and I just, uh, you know, I, I, we weren't, we haven't been able to, and, and obviously Fox has been busy with school and all that stuff. so
0: Oh God, over, it's been, um, up until like. Last week, the be- the end of last week, it's it's been, um, wake up, go to school for 12 hours, come back and sleep, and then rinse and repeat for two weeks. It was brutal, and I mean, it's because most of our, uh, group projects got left until the last minute, and most of them got extended, and then there's that, and... Still been a ton of work, still had to get together for all these projects and stuff, and that's what the that's where the real time goes is I don't have a car, so the the commute kills me but yeah now i'm I'm in the middle of uh exams i I've got a little bit of time and uh glad to be back on the air, really,
1: yeah, I no kidding I mean we're still gonna try and keep it as weekly as possible. I think that's a fair thing to do but you know sometimes we might get double episodes out sometimes we'll miss a week whatever um because it's a good goal to set but um i don't think we should be calling it something it's not anymore right um well i'm glad we're in agreement about that because yeah anyway (laughs) um it's still good yeah um, we're still interested in expanding and making this a, a thing but um we just haven't had the time to network at all or or do any kind of promotion so it's it's sort of starting to peter off so we're we're, we're looking to, to to get into some more topical you're things you're gonna like hire
0: a secretary or something yeah
1: i, I don't know we <laughs> we gotta get out we gotta outreach and get some social social media contacts uh yeah get some profiles down i mean i still haven't heard back from itunes to see what's going on with that but at any rate
0: i'm sure they got bigger fish to fry
1: yeah definitely
0: but uh, what we thought we'd uh, talk about this week is uh, a hot topic, uh, especially in the United States. It actually, act, uh, I heard it's been um, been talked about
1: in uh, Canada as well. Uh, guns, gun control. Um, yeah, gu- gun ownership and everything in general. I mean, like, it's always going to be a hot topic in North America because, because of this, the... The United States is obviously a giant part of that. But in Canada, a lot of people f- feel that the gun laws are not conducive to a free society but that having been said there's a certain element there's a certain faction of people in canada who feel like this country's a lot safer than the united states for that reason because of its gun laws
0: Mm -hmm. well and that's kind of uh an interesting point to make because um in uh saskatchewan and alberta there's there are farmers who are who are very steadfast by their rights to have like uh, means to defend their property and stuff, right? Because and and it was kind of interesting. I was reading into it because um, if the, if something does happen, if someone does show up on their property, it's going to be hours before uh, police can respond to it. And that's kind of a... Uh, I I I don't I think uh, there's there's a similar point to be made in the states, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be a headline because. Th- that's like that's the the forefront of gun control in Canada is basically.
1: Yeah, rural gun ownership is probably the exactly. biggest the biggest thing there. It's it's just cuz there's so it's so vast. Canada's so vast with with so many people spread out and like it's it is impossible for law enforcement to adequately protect everybody in the country um on well, time. Yeah, but like, like you've but got the but, these. but the issue the thing is is also like because of our gun laws, most of the violent crime does not involve guns.
0: Well, that's and that's another point to be made because, and I, I want to bring this up as well is uh, in the UK, um, you you can pretty well replace all of the uh, headlines in the states with uh, you can take all the word gun out of there and put knives in there and acid, and yeah, uh, crime. you get pretty well the exact same thing. It's um, it, it's it's kind of um, a testament to the fact that uh, violent crimes are going to happen. Whether or not you have guns or knives or, God forbid, people, like,
1: throw an ass at each other. Come on. Yeah. Throw an acid. It sounded like you said throw an ass. That's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, you're right, because the, the only thing that P gets... Because this is the headline stuff, right? This is what we blame the media for, is that all you hear about are the mass shootings, right? And... If you think about it, mass shootings don't actually account for very many deaths amongst the pool of violent crime in the United States. Mhm. However, like that having been said, it's really difficult to try and justify turning people into a statistic in that way. Do you know what I mean? So if I if I say, "Oh, well, because there's 300,000 gun deaths a year in the United States, I don't know if that's the number. I don't have statistics out of my head, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to get, get into a statistical numbers battle here. But just because I say I have 300,000 gun deaths and mass shootings only account for 150 of them, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be looking at gun laws to protect, like, students, for example. Because I know for a fact that mass shootings, especially at schools, don't really happen anywhere except for third world countries. Like where, Mm -hmm. where like militant groups are coming in to try and prevent kids from getting Western education, quote unquote, and the United States. So you're not going to see someone going into the UK and being like mass stabbings, you know, like someone's going to go into school and stab 25 people to death, right? Like that's, it just can't really happen, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to equate violent crime in that way because the tool used in the crime is a different tool. Does that makes sense.
0: Well, then you can talk about, um, like, like if your if your issue is equating it, then you can talk about um, cars. Sure. Because those could those could be run through a crowd pretty, pretty brutally, like we've seen
1: before. Yeah, and it's been it's been on the up uprise, and and that's that it is it's very alarming. But I mean, it's just that's the micro version of. Of, like, nine eleven 11 Someone hijacked a vehicle to kill people, right? Yeah. And the biggest version of that was obviously started in World War II when the Kamikaze pilots dive-bombed Pearl Harbor. hmm But, I mean, that idea has been bounced around forever before the Taliban used it or whoever the hell it was. Al-Qaeda or whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever your opinion of that event was. But, like, it, regardless, a plane was used in to, to fly into a building to kill people. So people are just using vehicles... To kill other people. I mean, and again, statistically, there's almost, there's no, it's not really an epidemic or anything like that. It's just some fucking crazy people doing fucking crazy shit. Um, The problem is it's very hard to prevent that kind of crime Mm -hmm. or that kind of behavior, right? So uh, there's definitely a mental health issue involved here and an ideology issue involved, but I, I honestly well the the point that i'd try to make is that um it
0: doesn't like if you take away guns if you take away all of that stuff the problem still exists that there's people with these violent tendencies and they will use whatever they can get their mitts
1: on to go and and like cause people to suffer really it's like a guy was mailing bombs in austin or whatever it was in Texas. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what was going on with that. I have no idea either. I mean, like, the thing is, that's the part of the other tragedy in the United States is there's so much shit that goes on that all of it just becomes, oh, yes, this happened. Oh, yes, this happened. Oh, yes, this happened. Oh, you know, they're so desensitized. Completely desensitized. And, like, even that big shooting that happened in Florida, Yeah. even the attention paid to that and the amount of momentum that had in terms of advocacy for one side of this discussion petered off it's starting to peter off already it hasn't even been like a month and a half two months
0: oh yeah they didn't even get like a facebook filter or anything didn't they i don't know but it's it's like uh how horrifying is that yeah they did. that that was kind of the the representation of solidarity around the world for any major catastrophes is that you have a facebook filter we thought that that was pathetic and now they don't even do that
1: they did it for the Humboldt broncos because that was horrible and tragic right but this, oh my God! I think this, this the issue is so sensitive when it comes to these, you know, these shootings. That that I mean, what do you do, right? Like, give them clear backpacks. Especially, <laughs> like that wasn't gonna because the guy who shot up the place didn't bring the gun in a backpack. He didn't even go to the school. You he know just what I mean? walked up. He just out of his car walked up and did it, and he wasn't doing it for religion or anything like that. He was just doing it, and. Yeah, I I think you know, Fox. I'm just gonna take a break here for a sec. I think for transparency's sake, it's worth just stating exactly what our our own beliefs are when it comes to guns and gun control. Yeah. So uh, do you want to start?
0: Well, I I, I think I've kind of led on, uh, especially when I'm talking about um, how if you even if you take away guns, that. Um, people are still going to have their violent tendencies and they'll seek whatever means they need to to fulfill those, is that I think that there's a deeper problem that needs to be addressed uh, rather than blindly going after the tool that they use because they're going to find the tools that they need uh, regardless. So I, I don't think that it's uh, hasn't an, there's any merit behind going after gun laws. Like, I don't think that Canada should have looser gun laws and I don't think that uh, the United States needs to crack down on, on their gun laws, I think that, um, they need to start looking for the serious problems in their society that are leading to these instabilities and these violent tendencies and, um, super
1: difficult problem, but I I don't think going after guns is going to solve it. Well, I, I, I I tend to agree, but the, the issue is that, so for example, Australia, there was the Port Arthur massacre and a whole bunch of people died. It was like a huge big thing that happened uh years and years and years ago and they took the guns and the australian people were like that's fine and then since then they've had not had a single large mass shooting right and and gun Mm -hmm. crime is obviously down because people don't have guns it doesn't give you the uh the problem with a gun is that it's so much power and it's delivered instantly so it doesn't even matter if you if you have a thought to do it and you do it You don't have a second chance to to be like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because some people act on impulse. So you're right. It is a mental health issue. It's a a huge mental health issue. And I think the problem with the United States in general is that you have such a different culture there. It's been so ingrained in their society that we need to have guns because X, Y, and Z. Um, And there there are so many guns in the United States. I think there's more guns than people. Um, That would make sense that you, you couldn't. Like you just couldn't get everything. And and if you if you tried, like what would you like how would you even you'd, go about doing that? Like you'd have civil uprising, right? But I am I what I am for in the United States is and this this word's been tossed around a lot and doesn't it doesn't really mean anything, but common sense gun gun laws. And <clears throat> meaning that someone there's like the private sale loopholes. Uh, I think a registry is is fine. It doesn't seem like to, like it's it's that big of a stretch to have to register yourself as a gun owner. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the only people who would have problems
0: registering
1: is uh, people who shouldn't have the guns in the first place. Exactly. That's like, my take on it. That right? that's what you'd say. And and then the other thing is that um, I think that because we consider. Guns to be as dangerous as cars. I think it should be as difficult to get a gun as it is to get a car and be able to drive it. Do you exactly. know, what I mean? like you should have to go through a learner's course. You should have to go through sort of a novice gun owner's course or something along those lines. It should be as difficult to get a gun as it is to, to get a car and like equivalent. So if you want to get a very very dangerous or big gun, it'd be the equivalent of getting a pilot's license. Do you know what I mean? So
0: so now playing the the devil's advocate is um, in the states. What I'd imagine would be the counter argument to that is that um, uh, transportation is not a right, but protection is. So if you're requiring people to take classes and requiring people to, uh, to take all that stuff, that's probably going to cost money, um, which means that uh, people who can't pay for it suddenly
1: lose the right to protect themselves. I mean in it's, it's some in some way of of speaking, I, I would say probably, yeah, and it's not like you lose your right to protect yourself. You'd be able to protect yourself anyway. Um, but this is this all also builds on the issue that there's so many guns in the United States, that argument where it's like if you take the guns away from the good people, only the bad people will have guns. That would be true in the states because yeah. there's so many of them. And it wouldn't be hard to get your hands on them because they're just they're not in the the custody of of you know private gun owners. Mm-hmm.
0: um so that, that's what i mean and especially in the states because if if suddenly um all of the people who can't afford the classes and all of that can't have like don't get to have guns then it's almost like you're you're just removing all of the guns from a certain class of people in the states right right I, which
1: gets which then becomes a, a big big like um poverty issue right and well, and the other issue is that if you're if people already have guns and then you're gonna ask that everyone takes these courses to be able to keep them, then you do indeed have to have everyone register for gun ownership and you do indeed have to ask people to surrender their guns. So that oh, they yeah, can it's take a the it's test. a monstrous change. Yeah, but it's probably the smallest one that they can take, really. I mean, it it is a change and and it would help address all of this mental health thing, right? Like some kind of a even just some kind of a, a psychological evaluation, right? Hmm. Um. I don't know. It, it's it sort of becomes a. It, it's definitely it's not just a gun issue because it's about a tool, right? And and this is it's it's. it's there's all well, there's, so it. there's so many there's so many parts can... to this argument. There's so many there's so many moving bits, right? Because a lot of what happens with this is, um, is the the obviously the lobbying is a problem, like in mm-hmm. the United States, where somehow gun lobbies are able to. You know, uh, manipulate politics in some form or fashion. That's well, there's a problem. A lot of money in it. There's tons of money in it, and then you've got all of the arms manufacturers who, who, where's that's a problem. And then you have all of the people who are about the Second Amendment, and you know, it's just it's so complicated to try and to try and fix this, and ha- you would never make everyone happy. And the issue is that one side has guns. Yeah, because <laughs> this this debate this this debate is very polarizing, and. If one side wins, if, say, if the government, quote-unquote, wins and, and, and is able to take the guns and reform the gun laws and make everything, quote-unquote, safer, then the government is the one that has the guns now, and the and the people do not, and that scares people because the only reason the United States was founded in the first place was because of a tyrannical government, and a lot of people are saying that that's, it's such a weird thing to be like, yeah, hey, well, let's, let's keep our guns just in case the government becomes tyrannical and we have to fight against it. Um... It's a lot of to a lot of people that sounds strange, but it really isn't that strange. Do you know what I mean? And like all, if you look back at history, all of the tyrants in history have taken the guns first, prior yeah. to taking over. So, I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, the United States is not a sh- you know it's not a third world country. There there aren't there's a there's a political process in place to prevent that from happening. So. It it just it just makes it very difficult to to decide whether or not gun control is the answer to gun violence. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, that's like I don't know. In in the case of the states, it it seems like an impossibility to get people to give up their their guns, give up their Second Amendment rights. So it almost seems to me like it's more of a... It's more of a... um, It's probably easier to actually address what seems to be the most difficult psychological issue that's causing all these people to become radicalized and violent. That almost seems like an easier task than to
1: try and get people to give up their guns. You know, I think that probably if you look if you look at it like the difference between the united states and other countries um other than the gun laws themselves if you want to talk about population wise um a big issue is uh, education obviously because i think well educated people don't technically don't typically involve themselves in gun violence mm-hmm. um and there's obviously some class implications to that and all sorts of things and i'm not trying to call anything out but uh, I think education is very important, and obviously mental health, and both of those things in the United States, the education system and the uh, the mental the mental health support infrastructure is just atrocious. And I think the punitive system also has something to do with it. You mean like the but, uh, the penitentiary system? Yeah, the y- prison system. Yeah, the prisons. So so yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> their their <laughs> their prison system is is just a fucking farce. It's ridiculous. Yeah. People get off for murder and then people go to jail for marijuana possession. Right. And there's
0: like, and and it varies so much throughout the States on what can happen to you based on all these things. And then I I think it's, um, that, uh, they have mandatory minimum sentences in, I'm pretty sure that state, I'm pretty sure that's States wide. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to give you exact things, but um, the fact that that exists, that there's, like, that you're taking power away from the jury in their judicial system is just appalling to me, right? Yeah. It's, It's like a machine. You just slap on a sentence and then, like, whatever the jury of your peers might say about you doesn't really matter. Right, the uh, yeah. the painting everything with large brush strokes is what their main failing is.
1: The issue, I think, um, I mean, obviously, there's a whole bunch of corrupt institutions in the United States, and that's that is the main problem is that you have so many institutions that are just, for example, the prison system. All all oftentimes they're owned by private enterprises, and those enterprises' stocks often gain or lose value based on the amount of people they have incarcerated. Because the amount of people they have incarcerated drives up the workload they have, and then the amount of, of uh, I don't want to say it like this, but I mean in in a roundabout sort of way, chain gang labor they have that they can produce, yeah. as well as the amount of uh, prison guards they can employ because of the prison guard union, and uh, the amount of of other facility employment that they allow. So it creates jobs imprisoning people. But like, yeah. if you think about it, the United States, I think they have the uh, I think they have the highest. Incarcerated per capita, I think on, on the planet. On I the think. planet, I think yeah, I think it's bigger than China, Iran, uh, Iraq. Obviously, like I think it's I think they have more people incarcerated per capita than anyone else on the planet, and most of it I'm assuming is because of drug laws. Yeah, so that's a broken institution that needs to be fixed before you can actually start encountering real mental health issues. And that's the thing is,
0: and that's why I like to bring up the prison system is because I think it's the, the biggest failing with regards to their, their people. And I think that that's what leads to people being radicalized, like directly or indirectly is this monstrously bad prison
1: system. And the fact that it's not, it's based on, uh, on retribution and, and like revenge and punishment and not rehabilitation, you know yep. what I mean? I, like these prison systems are not—they're not even healthy environments for people to get better. They're just places you lock people up for X amount of years and then throw them back into society and expect them to be contributing. Oh, then they'll be worse. You know what I mean? And that's why most most offenders are, are repeat offenders. They'll 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 get out of prison and then that's all they'll know still is crime. So they'll go commit crime and go back to prison. Yep. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, if I if I had very little education in the, and I was in the United States and you know, I, I, I didn't have a good life. I didn't have it when well, my hand wasn't dealt to me very well. I mean, there's not, if I was homeless or on the verge of, and all I knew in my life was crime because of cultural back end things, I mean, I would want to go to prison. You know what I mean? I want to, I would want to go to jail to have myself looked after. So I wasn't homeless. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you look at it, there's a lot of prisons in the United States where the prisoners are treated worse than the prisoners they keep at Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Like, that's that's horrifying. Well, you're right. Absolutely and some of it atrocious. is for being caught with a small amount of pot three times. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. There's some people who have been in prison for crimes they did not commit because of racist police officers in like the 80s and 90s who are just now getting the motions that they need to to get out of prison for well, little things should, they've, yeah, they've lost their entire life and there's nothing they can do about it and then yeah, they get 50 bucks coming out of it or something and is and is it and is it disproportionately a, sing, a certain race or a certain class of people or minorities i think it is and there's, yeah. there's a lot of factors involved with why that is the way it is but it, it's still horrible it's horrible Yeah,
0: that's there there's not enough that I can say about it that would make my my position clear, but I I think that that's probably the worst part of the United States.
1: Is the prison system? Yeah.
0: And I think it's probably the root of all evil in that country.
1: Why and there are there are archaic laws that put people in those those prisons in the first place as well. It's twofold. It's what gets us in here and how we're treated while we're here. Mm-hmm. it's it's horrible, and then that that's the issue is it's very hard to get society behind reforming the prison system because it's hard to get people to care about prisoners. Everyone who's in those jails, not everyone but some you know some portion of them are criminals, and the people who are not in jail are not criminals; they're the victims of the crimes typically yeah so so they look at
0: them and they think, Oh, what do they deserve?
1: It's very hard to generate sympathy for it, but in any at any rate.
0: I, I, but th- that's kind of it's like it seems like a failing it in human rights because um that that's kind of the basic principle behind western culture is that everybody is like unique individuality is our greatest strength right and that's the basic human right is you have you have the right to live you have the right to 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 write it, it seems like when you say oh they're just a criminal that uh and that they shouldn't be like afforded the rights that they that uh, other people have like the right to a second chance the right to to live a life of their choosing that's that's kind of an abandonment of um everything that makes our culture great in my opinion
1: yeah and, and what makes the west different from like you know uh tribalistic pasts and like old you know backwards laws and backwards culture is that we can we can not only forgive but we can help rehabilitate like that's a, that's a big part of it right obviously mm-hmm. um and i mean to build on that a little bit i just want to i want to talk about um uh what what what's the reason that all of these people who don't want the prisoners out do you know what i mean like 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 I said, I'm a victim, for example, of a crime. I don't want that person out and about anymore because I I fear for my safety. Now, the issue with the United States is that there's so much sensationalism around the fact that your country and your home and your neighborhood is not safe because evil people are are around. Mm -hmm. That they don't have the mentality that I do. And I don't know if this is I'm not saying this is the correct way to think, but I'm of the impression that. Good people will do good things And bad people will do bad things But good people will be forced to do bad things By the, the conditions of their upbringing Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. most people Are just trying to make ends meet They're not actually trying to be malicious They're a product of their culture, number one And they're a product of their upbringing, number two But their culture and their upbringing And their society are based on things like Education And funding for youth programs and you know this this whole thing like around popular media that says yeah your your neighborhood is dangerous or this this is this is like this is you should be fearful for your life all the time oh yeah and that that's straight out of compton rhetoric yeah and, and yeah, i i get that and it, it's 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 just it it becomes a it becomes a, a battle to the solution. It's not actually providing any kind of a solution. It's just complaining about shit without providing a solution. It's saying, you know, fuck this, we can do it on our own. And that's that's part of the American culture in, in and of itself is that they are, because of the way their laws work and the way their society was built up, they are very, very easily one of the freest, quote unquote, countries there is. You can do mm-hmm. a lot in the United States that would take a lot of regulation and licenses and years and stuff and whatever to do in other countries, right? Like, finding a burnt-out car and shooting an automatic rifle into it is very hard to do in Canada. <laughs> oh, owning tigers. <laughs> right? Like, the stuff that happens in the States can only happen because it's so free, but the problem is they're not prepping their people with the right tools. Well, they don't understand the responsibility that comes with being free. Exactly, and they're, so they're not prepping people with the right tools to be like, all they're doing is they're just basically dropping this person off and saying, figure it out. Because there's so much coming at you, the government is not coddling you in the United States. Not nearly as much as it would in other countries,
0: right? Well, I don't know. I think it kind of is. Because when you give a kid everything, you get a brat who thinks that their freedom is, like, there's nothing that earns that freedom, right? And you get these people who get pulled over by police and don't think that they owe them anything. Yeah, right. The people that don't
1: comply, you're saying
0: it's just complete, like completely appalling people whining and saying like, "Oh, you're a, you're going against my rights." They don't even know what their rights are,
1: or what the that law is, or, me, or anything. That yeah.
0: drives me insane. I've seen I've seen those videos on just browsing the internet, and it just oh my god, I can't even like it's just. When I see these people being so disrespectful to their institution that gives them the freedom to bitch about their institution, well, what kind of world the thing, do they live in, It's, right? it's within they, their they rights. Get every, they don't even understand what their rights are, and they're going to throw them at these poor police officers' faces say, you can't do this, you can't do that, I get this, I get that. They're spoiled children
1: who think that that freedom has no cost. I mean, that's the thing is you have the freedom to say and behave as you wish, but you also have the freedom to suffer upon the consequences of that behavior and what you say, right? So, like, we've talked about this briefly for the freedom of speech thing, right? For example, you have the freedom to go out onto public property and preach your hate of black people, yeah. for example, but everyone else has then the freedom to react to what you've said, and you can't get offended... (laughs) If their reaction to what you've said goes against what you say, because unfortunately it is a, unfortunately for you, it is a free society. Therefore you don't have the ability to tell someone that you make the decision as to what's right and wrong. That's for every individual to, to decide. Right.
0: Well, that's the thing is as a country, you agree to a bunch of baseline rules, right? We don't want you killing people. And we don't want to kill people, right?
1: We don't want you taking other people's
0: shit. We just agree with some, like, baseline, childish shit, right? It's just like that. Don't kill people. Don't take other people's stuff. Don't prevent other people from doing things that they would like to do. Like. And then you get, like, these blurred lines with these assholes who want to just stand around and say horrible stuff but not do anything right
1: I mean that's the issue a lot of people like to call out problems but they don't want to try and and maintain solutions and the other thing is people and we've talked about this before too is people don't do not like talking about the other side of the issue or don't like talking don't. to people who are on the other side of the issue because they they stigmatize them and they ostracize them as like this evil person because of their opinion and then if you, as soon as you shut down conversation you stopped evolving society all you've yeah. done is divide society, and that is the opposite of a solution. Every time you've had societies divided, you have things like the American Civil War. You have things like the Hutus and Tutsis. You have things like what happens in Tibet and China. You have things like, like North and South Vietnam, North and South Korea. You have things like the, the Kuwait and the Kurds, and you have things that happened in the Balkan states, all of this shit only happens when people get divided. And if you decide that you don't want to talk to people that are on the other side of the argument because you're scared of your own argument not being strong enough to hold up, then you not it's not worth making that argument. <laughs> you're colla- well, that's you're just actively it. contributing to collapsing society.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's a, that's a failing of the education system.
1: Yeah, and that's to me, that's the second most... Well I don't want to say second most That's one of the most Backwards institutions For a quote unquote first world country In the United States yeah. And it's not its not particularly good here either in Canada But its it seems to be better because I, I feel like we've got to step up Just well, the be,
0: stories that I've heard
1: Because we know what happens from the rest of the world But like there's teachers Like okay let's talk about this for a second There's teachers in the United States That have to work second jobs To make yeah. ends meet there's teachers in the United States where they have textbooks that are torn apart and worn the fuck out. And it says the current president is Bush or Clinton. Yeah. And the governors, again, this is because they take money from gun lobbies. And not just gun lobbies, but in a big part is gun lobbies. And then by taking that money, they agree to do one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And they cut, they slash education and spend so little money on education and then they wonder why their society's so maleducated. Well, and that's
0: like fundamentally what all these kids should be learning is to be open to other ideas. Well, And the value of life.
1: And the value of life. Strictly, yeah. like I think I think basically there's there's very little understanding for how valuable life is because it's you if you're educated it's easier to see what life is worth. Yeah. I, I can just... I, I don't... I just know that. And I don't mean educated as in you've read more books than me. That's not what I mean. I mean educated as in shown life. Because the fact that most people in the United States... I don't want to say most people, but apparently, like, apparently a third, or two, maybe it's two-thirds, I don't know, can't point to the United States on a blank world map is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> So,
0: and then this, I think, leads to that problem of these spoiled adults who don't understand what they what they have, what they don't have, what their own brains are worth, really. And, you know what, like, I think that that would be probably the most fundamental thing you could teach anybody is what your country is, what its values are, freaking where it is.
1: How it stands with respect
0: to the rest of the world. Where it came from. What values. Like, I think that that would be something they're on top of, but evidently not.
1: The thing that pisses me off. When you have
0: all these people who hate the institution with burning passion, that only comes from the fact that they don't understand it.
1: Exactly. And like the thing that pisses me off is how fake these politicians are that say our our children are the future. Our children are so special. Our children will carry us forward. Our children are the most important part of this. Well, if you do not give your children the right education they need, i.e. teachers, i.e. textbooks, i.e. maps, then you failed your children. And that's a failure of you, not of the of the teachers. If you're not giving them the right tools to succeed, that's not their fault that they failed. Well, like I like I can go back to personal experience
0: and lend to that as I've had some monster good teachers who've taught me things that will that'll serve me for the rest of my life. Right? I can't go back and thank them enough for opening my eyes to the
1: world. And and teach like like those teachers aren't just teaching the subjects that they teach they connect it to the real world and everyone who's hearing this that has had a teacher like that knows what we're talking about is they've they've taken their lessons and tied them to outside of the classroom and brought on some sort of an understanding of what's important and what's not important and not just how to how to think but how to reason and how to gain wisdom as well as knowledge so that you can better sur- survive this scary, scary world that, that we have to live in, right? Like, I don't know.
0: Well, it's like the, the best thing that they can teach you is how to think and learn for yourself, right? Right. And that's that's the best teachers that I've had are ones that um, they, they hear stuff and they're not just telling you things, right? They'll ask you questions. Like, um, I had a physics teacher. You and I had a physics teacher. Yeah. Holy crap, did he ever teach me a lot. And that's because when he hears something funny, it's not like he knows all the answers. He's still trying to figure out stuff too, right? And that, that, was, that was a smack in the face for me at that time. It's just like, wait a second, he's still trying to figure stuff out. He's still asking questions. You just, like at that point, you, I kind of say to myself, okay, so I can reasonably expect that I'm never going to know everything.
1: Huh. Yeah. And like teachers are our role models. Right. And being able to see someone who's as role model like as them and still they're not the doesn't they're not they don't know everything. It sort of takes away from this thing where it's like I have to aspire to be perfect like this teacher mm. or or hatred towards the teacher because they're perfect and I'm not that dissolves as soon as a teacher shows that they're human like you and know, I, I have also had monstrously bad teachers. Well, they teach you just as much, but you need to have that, um,
0: you need to have, like if they're all bad teachers then you don't have any kind of a reference. Right. Right. I'd say that if you have a bunch of good teachers, you're, you're probably not going to be as good off as someone who's had a couple good teachers and a couple of really bad teachers. Because understanding way contrast
1: between. is important, right? And understanding well, yeah. like how, how, you know, differences work, right?
0: Like you have a really good teacher, and then you go to your next class, and you have a really, really bad teacher. That's gonna teach you something, right in and of itself.
1: Absolutely, it's
0: it's pretty interesting to talk about. Education is so important, and um, yeah, I, I think we're we're we've got we're on the right track up here in Canada, but it could always get worse. It could always get better, but I definitely think that they need some
1: serious attention down in the states yeah and 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 you know there's so many corrupt institutions in the way of this and like the way things are going like they have to be resolved one at a time you have to tear down some some laws that allow for corporations to control the government
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um for me campaign finance has always been very strange to me because like, why do you need millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars just to be like, hey, vote for me? Do you know what I mean? It should it, it to yeah. me it would seem good enough to just stand in front of a microphone and say what you think and then just get elected. Like you wouldn't need to pay so many different people about it, right? But Well, that's just it.
0: And I, I honestly I look at that stuff and I see all of these other other third parties paying into these um these campaigns and I think, okay, why why isn't this just like a set amount of money paid for by the government to support itself, which I think we could all understand and everybody gets a piece of that and then they can go do whatever they like. And then the institutions just kind of give them the light of day. Like if they want to talk on the news, then the news is going to be like, okay, yeah, we'll have you on. Like what, what kind of money grandstanding do they need to
1: do? Well, a lot of this has to do with the culture and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just provide an example. It doesn't necessarily apply directly to politicians, but I I, I know that in the United States, okay. Let, let me let me say it this way. Fox, do you hate the CEO of Suncor? No. Do you hate the CEO of Tim Hortons? No. Okay. Do you hate the CEO of I don't know what's another Canadian company? Um. Bloody. YTV. <laughs> Nickel? what the hell? Like uh, C- CBC, the CBC. No. No, okay. Well, like I I I think
0: you're kind of I don't know what you're expecting to get. Well, at no, me.
1: I'm not. I'm just I'm just trying to ask you. Okay. Like I
0: probably wouldn't tell you I hate the CEO of Nestle.
1: No, but I'm let me let me get into this now. I hope I don't get in shit for this. So there was a there was a tour that happened. I'm not going to mention any company names, but there was a tour that happened at my company. Okay? And the company I work for in a roundabout sort of way is home based in the United States. So the CEO of the, of the company I work for is from the United States, right? Mm -hmm. And he came for a visit. They were going to do a tour of our facility. And before that happened, the day before a team of people that used to work for the secret service came into the place to inspect the entire tour route, to inspect everything, and they said there was a there's a there's a big mezzanine that runs along, where there's some conveyors in my work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they said they didn't want the tour to go very far into that building because they didn't like how it it uh, provided lines of sight from up high, hmm. because there could be a, there could someone could come up there go up there with a rifle. Okay, the mm-hmm. the CEO had never been to Canada before. Okay. Yep. And then when they did the tour, he, w- he, had a, he had a detail of his own personal bodyguards to take him around a, a scheduled tour route and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they left. It was very short, short and sweet for, in terms of the tour of the facility. His Canadian counterpart that runs the, the same company in Canada did not have a security detail, walked about wherever he wanted to, mingled, and shook hands with the, the workers. Because this happened during work hours. Now, I'm told that the reason that this all happened was because in the United States, people who work in the United States are disproportionately, compared to Canadians, hate CEOs.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because their, their, their fortunes are built on the back of the laborers. So I'm just saying that there's some element of entitlement involved in terms of the culture of the United States. I don't think we can really understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So why would you need all of these people to do like ex-secret service, like checks for safety of your own personal safety to us? It's weird because I'm just like, Oh sweet. That guy's worth a lot of money. It's very cool that he was able to earn that. Whereas in parts parts of the States, they literally walk around as if someone's going to shoot them in the head because they're pissed off that they have to work 10 hours a day to barely make ends meet mm-hmm so it's kind of interesting you should mention that i never even thought of that <laughs> so i mean that's that's something that's that i is as rec- a recent revelation to me uh, of in a difference between canadian culture and american culture in canada we're like oh that guy's pretty fucking rich hey eh? maybe he will buy me a beer yeah that's cool eh but like in the states they're ready to fucking shoot the guy <laughs> yeah I, I think that's kind
0: of uh that's indicative of a really deep problem in the states, right. Just um with the
1: lobbying and all that is um it, it, there's a lot of power equated with money exactly and 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 that's where it all goes back to is that these people like the amount of money that's being thrown around it's, it's just ridiculous. like the security deal detail Trump had before he even announced his pre- his campaign for presidency was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it was probably more than most presidential candidates anyway. Right. I can see that for sure.
1: I don't know. I I don't really have much to say about that. I mean, it just it was just an interesting thing I I learned about perception. Well,
0: yeah, and that's um I don't know. It doesn't sound. It doesn't seem like a really outlandish thing that uh, people who don't
1: have will hate the people who do have. No, oh, I mean that's that's very easy. I mean that's something that happens. That's happened in society forever. That's why that's why you have the uh, the revolutions like you've had in uh, in like Soviet Russia and all that in China, Vietnam and all that Cambodia. So the, the, yeah. the poor are coming back against the people who have everything. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that this entitlement that you were talking about, that's why it's dangerous to me, is that you ha- you want a free capitalist society, but yet you have, a, you have a populace who believes they're entitled to. But yet the fact that uh, people are going to get that kind of, um,
0: they're going to get that kind of wealth, which is like, that's a symptom of having a
1: free society. Yeah, there's going to be a wealth divide. There has to be. That's how the that, society's set up, and they hate that. <laughs> of course, they do, because it benefits a minority.
0: I don't know, but I, I think the, I think the breaking point there is that it doesn't
1: benefit their minority, because I'm sure they wouldn't be complaining if they oh, were at the top. Exactly, that's the thing, right? It's really hard for people to give up what they have and and understand that they're the problem, right? Which is which is again? It's it's why this money isn't going where it needs to go. And I think we've we've covered a lot of grounds here. It's like common sense gun laws, um, at least prison system, prison system, education, mental system. health, education, politics, everything, lobbying. Anyway, I Jeez, got- we're just we're just doing a zeitgeist episode here. Oh. <laughs> So, well, I mean, it is in in the actual definition of that. It is the changing. Of the you, time you know, I, like.
0: I learned what that was, and now I'm I learned what that actually means, and now I'm
1: using it more. Yeah, because it, it it's a good word. It literally
0: it's, means like spirit of the times. Yeah,
1: and how times change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Because you you know when the first time I heard that was yeah watch the that movie those videos
1: yeah. From, uh, oh, that was some that was some next level stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, well I got so woke, red pilled me to death, dude. <laughs> anyway, um I I kinda have to get ready for work and get out of here, so we're we're getting pretty close to that uh
0: sweet spot anyway, so Anyway this I'm happy to call this a Flim Flam. I'm happy
1: to call this a Flim Flam too. So this has been the Flim Flam. The whenever Flimflam.
0: The Flimflam. Do you wanna This is this I, has been the Flim Flam.
1: I think you're up, you're going to be uploading this one if you don't mind. Yeah. So, um, what I'll do is I'll get you to change the title in SoundCloud of our channel.
0: Have you stopped recording?
1: No. Okay. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Um, but at any rate, um, I think there's a lot of the topics in what we what we've spoken of here we can revisit and talk about more. I mean, this is guaranteed to spawn some kind of debate but
0: at any well, rate if we had a ton of people listening i'd be really concerned but
1: we don't have a ton of listeners but we we might one of these days but
0: well I, that's fine i'm not saying we can't start off having nobody listen to us that's how it works
1: yeah we're listening to each other yeah we're flim flamming so that's a start
0: yeah that's anyway all you need to do
1: this has been the flim flam
0: i've been fox
1: i've been Kalen.
0: You guys have a good week.
1: Yep. Deuces.